you sports fans out there, welcome back to December Madness of Anime, where we are going over the best, the worst, and the worst anime. The worst. The worst. <laughs> Which anime do you have as your worst? Uh, huh, that's a very good question. <laughs> well, this is why people like anime, and we're gonna we're gonna examine why people like all these anime very quickly, but not really. We're just going over our rankings. I'm Julie. I'm John. We messed up this week. We did. <laughs> Listen, this was not supposed to come out this week, but it is we we just we the time has passed and we didn't watch the anime we were supposed to watch. And so Life, so we've, we've switched it up. Life gets in the way sometimes, folks. I just I didn't realize that it was already like Monday. <laughs> sometimes you wake up and it's Monday and the anime you're trying to watch is two hours long and the whole setup process would have <laughs> fucked you up. And like, have you? I got and, things to do tomorrow too. Uh, yeah, we got. We're, we're busy. <laughs> I Listen, I don't have like tons of time to yeah, just sit around watching this. Okay. No, but I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you know, shit happened, but you know, we're gonna do this episode anyway. Unless the anime we we're gonna watch would have ended up like number one or number twenty nine, that yeah. would have been funny. But... I, I think this was a, a middling anime, but I, I know nothing about it. Anyway, not to talk about the thing that we were gonna do. Let's talk about the thing we are gonna do, which is we're gonna give you our our anime ranked our, list, our year end ranking of all, all the anime we've seen this year. Yeah. Since the start of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there was much debate about how we should do this. <laughs> there was a bracket, potentially. <laughs> there was a bracket idea. That there didn't was, really work. Uh, it's because I was like, oh, 30 spots. It's perfect for a bracket. 30 episodes. But, um, well, the first one was we didn't watch anything. And a typical bracket has 32 spots. Yeah. So <laughs> it just <laughs> I, was like, uh, I was trying to make it work. and. Well, the problems were that we're, there's we're only just, we're back only, on the list. There's only two of us. <laughs> there's it's very hard to communicate a bracket in a audio format. But I we have something else planned, and we're just rolling with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My my other idea was just to spitball for sixty minutes about <laughs> about whatever I feel like about just how our feelings about anime as they are thirty ish episodes in. Which, you know, maybe we we might we might still do at some point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Kinda like that idea. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> that was, that's what this that episode is, is gonna that be. That was passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. But, this will be our um You know, it's the end of the year. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And uh we needed sort of a chill episode this week. So we're gonna talk about what we've learned. We've watched twenty 28 new and uh renewed anime yep and we've got lists and we're gonna go over our worst anime so far and our best 28 anime in a year those are rookie numbers kid <laughs> get your numbers up get your numbers up <laughs> uh if you want to get our numbers up you can leave us a five-star review on itunes oh! and follow us Follow us on Instagram at Why Do People Damn, Like Anime. That was a fucking that was a major league execution. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on my segues. Um, I want a segue. Yeah. Can you picture me on a segue, just rolling around the neighborhood? I mean, that would be a sight to see. <laughs> just just me rolling down I'm, church. I miss um I miss 
going into Manhattan and seeing like those douchebags on the like one wheel skateboards like flying oh, down the road. <laughs> I saw YouTuber Casey Neistat on a like a motor skateboard going uphill. I tried yelling at him, but he didn't he didn't acknowledge me. So Oh, you saw him in New York? Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw him in Brooklyn. Like he like whizzed by me. I was like, Hey Casey. She just didn't look at me. Yeah, well. I guess when you're like a millionaire, you just forget that there's, you know. You don't need to, to talk to everybody to talk that to recognizes everybody. you on the street. I don't know. That guy fucking sucks anyway. All right. Well. Don't edit that hot, out. Hot takes on the podcast. I want, I want this on the record. So how are you feeling about watching all this anime? I feel pretty good for the most part. You know, some, some people are asking me sort of if how much of what we've seen would I watch. Like normally? Normally. Probably not that much. What per- what percentage would you put on that? 25%. Yeah, I was going to say 30%. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, let's watch that. Or <laughs> instead of being like, well, I mean, especially now, it's like, what do you want to watch? An anime or The Queen's Gambit? And you're like, meh, let's watch the anime. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's so hard for me to watch anything that, I mean, we, we've spoken about this, but just watch anything that people are like talking about. Yeah. I'll probably watch The Queen's Gambit. I heard it's pretty good, but- yeah. I I definitely I I get I generally don't like the shows that are really popular or unless they I, you know it's kind of like hit or miss. There's just not a lot of stuff coming out right now. There's something about like and this is this so is, I'll try almost anything. This is maybe stupid, but I feel almost embarrassed anytime I watch a Netflix show. <laughs> like there's some weird shame attached to it where it's like, ugh. I watched that movie. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. And I watched a review of it the other day, a red letter media review of it. I totally missed the point. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's like that's like Charlie Coffin. That's like uh, I mean, his his whole deal is like he's like shit a deep, like that. Deep takes, deep yeah. deep hits or whatever. Yeah. Did you like that movie? Uh, no, but now that I know what it's about, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, okay, maybe I should rewatch it, but I won't. It's too I, depressing to to rewatch. But yeah, that guy's a. Uh... Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that just because I've been already pretty fucking Yeah, that's the thing is like why <laughs> why should why would I want to watch something like yeah. super sad right now? I, there's some shows that are just like sadness to like the 10th degree or whatever. Yeah. That's why like I haven't gotten into like Bly Manor or The Haunting of Hill House or whatever just because you know, I think we we watched the first like the first couple of episodes of like the first show together and mm-hmm. it just it was just like really sad and like really uh and dark but really also dark. like very clean yeah anyway we're not here to talk about netflix we got 28 anime to to get through I mean, uh, we got we got all the time in the world <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i, I presume this well, being kind of a long one but well we'll see the idea is to touch on the our absolute least favorites our five least favorites and then we'll kind of go up the list quickly yeah. and get to our absolute top faves. Not too quickly. Okay. <laughs> John's like, I have something to say about every item on my list. I mean, I guess Should we get into it? Yeah, might as well. Um, so we're going to, yeah, we're going to start with the very worst of the year then. Very uh, worst of the year. Number 28. What's yours? Love Hina. Ooh. Uh, why is that the worst of the year for you? So the way that I approached the list, because I had a hard time putting certain things above and below <laughs> other anime, because some of them it's like, how do I compare this? And so yeah. my list is purely based on rewatch value. What would I, and then 
purely what would I rather watch again? Yeah. And Love Hina slowly made it all the way to the bottom of the list. Yeah. Because, I mean, that show, it, it took us a long time to get through it. It was particularly long, which definitely downgraded it as an annoying show that was also 20-whatever episodes. 26. 26. Four, like a million specials. Yeah, and I, I thought the humor of it was not my style. Yep. And I couldn't, I, I really don't remember a lot about it. And if I had to go back and watch something again, I would rather watch anything else. <laughs> yeah. What's your absolute least favorite least my absolute least favorite anime of the year number 28 is love hina <laughs> yeah you know Dude, i mean it's, what we didn't discuss this what if our lists are exactly the same <laughs> that'd be weird i feel like love hina the anime was just like the definition i mean maybe maybe i've, I've said this before but it's it's sort of it's what i think my coworkers here when I tell them I watch anime, yeah, like they think I'm I'm hundred wa- percent just watching like weird pervert. Uh, there were some really frustrating episodes in that it, watching it. Like the play episode was really hard to watch, yeah, and confusing. Just like all these weird characters who are just obstacles to the the very clear romance of the show and then you have a very unlikable protagonist in or like yeah per, i would say naru is a protagonist in it. you have a very unlikable protagonist and very pathetic protagonist and it's like and they do the same bit over and over and over and yeah over it's just i don't know like i i don't i think the the longer like the longer we've been in a relationship together i think <laughs> the longer i sort of i look at fictional relationships and i see like wow that's fucking stupid yeah or like that's like such a bullshit thing like same thing with um happiest season it's like i i (laughs) if if i was in a relationship where my significant other consistently disrespected me in a way with you know all these other family obligations and stuff like that over and over and and just wouldn't even acknowledge our relationship to Mm. them (laughs) i would be out of there it wouldn't work i I also think this one gets downgraded because of its predictable ending yeah and purely purely on its length and it's like i feel like i put certain things above this because they were shorter (laughs) like at least it was shorter (laughs) it had the uh it had the work the worst voice dubs of anything we saw this year i would i would also say impossible to listen just to. like the the definition of of idiot anime voice directing yeah where it's I, like i i don't know man i don't think you can i don't ever want to hear someone from fucking oklahoma voicing an anime <laughs> character there's there's like no precedent for anime to be like an anime character to have like a debutante southern accent i'm really sorry to all my southern freakers out there but i just don't want to hear someone from the fucking south ever voicing an anime unless character. unless the anime is on a farm in utah i don't want to yeah. hear some like bumpkin <laughs> some country bumpkin fucking accent accent coming out of my anime because it's like it just totally um totally misses what you know what it is it's distracting it's very distracting and also like all the characters sounded way older yeah, like, well, like like a character is supposed to be a teenager, and, and the voice actress sounds like she's like thirty two. Which you know, I mean, I th- I think I feel like we're we're probably in like a golden age of like voice actors because mm. you know I think 
I think most like newer anime we we see <laughs> people know what voice acting is now. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that the resources are sort of expended to you know making it work. But I mean, you know, Love Hina, it's just um, I did read a few volumes of like the manga after, and like mm. it's there's still like some of like the like the corny kind of like pervert shit or whatever but it's 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 night and day i feel like where it's uh at the very least and this is this is like johnny fucking dumb man <laughs> but at <laughs> least dumb man <laughs> at least like the artists of the manga knew how to draw like attractive anime characters okay <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like i there's there's certain stuff that I think can draw you into something and stylistically the anime looked a lot cheaper. It looked like it looked like I could pay for it yeah. with my bank account right now. <laughs> it didn't stand up to some of the other episodes or some of the other anime that we watched that yeah. just obviously looks a lot better. Right. I mean like the manga the manga writer, <laughs> artist, creator, whatever isn't you know, he's not fucking Picasso or anything, but he right. he knows you notice how to at least like draw manga and specifically draw women in a manga and make it and set it up on the page so the narrative kind of makes sense and it's fun and it's actually funny. Yeah, I feel like Love Hina, the style of Love Hina made me like it makes me already not like other anime that look like it. Yeah. And and so like because we watched it first as like our, our harem example, when I see other anime that kind of looks like it, I'm already like. I already have like an aversion to it. Yeah. So there, there you have it, folks. Love Hina. Yeah. Agreed. Worst. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, anime I, I we've don't, watched so far. I mean, the 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 intro song was. I don't think we touched on it on the episode, but the intro song was like kind of amazing. The music in Love Hina was good. I particularly liked the interlude music. Yeah. And and all of the goofy noises. Whoever did the music on it, you know, I'm sure they're just fucking around or whatever, but they. They they made it work. It was the only redeeming quality of the show. Do you think? I mean, they must. Do you think that uh, when an anime gets made in Japan, they just send like the the stock sounds and stuff over to like the American studio? Maybe, yeah. No, I think that's they probably, it's probably would, right? Oh, I have no idea how that worked. I guess because timing has to be right. Yeah. Well, no, because if you dub over a show, everything's already set up. Like yeah. you can't like change the animation to fit. That's why that's why they have to like lengthen and shorten things, right? So yeah, moving on. I, I was just like picturing some like Ameri- like some dude in Los Angeles in like an apartment, just like adding like bongo noises to like anime and stuff, just like kind of like shaking stuff around like while watching an anime, just like <sighs> getting paid like five hundred bucks a week. I would do that job. Yeah, that would that would actually rock. Yeah. So what's uh what's number twenty seven for you? Number 27 for me, Sword Art Online. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. What's 27 for you? Oran Host Club. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, See, I felt bad about putting Oran so low because A, we didn't finish it, and B- We didn't get it, apparently. We didn't get it. Apparently. It is is weirdly beloved as sort of a nostalgic (sighs) show, and a lot of of my complaints about it might have been the timing that we- watched it you know i uh i don't know you really didn't like it i don't know if there's a reality where i would like or on host club (laughs) 
even if we watched more of it. Even if we watched more of it. And I mean, it's like I, I can understand that it's satire and I can understand that it's it's sort of making fun of an already existing thing. Mm-hmm. But well, then make it better. Make yeah, me no, like it. I I won't say I won't I don't want to give anything away, but it's it's not far behind on my list. Yeah, I mean, it, it's y- particularly low on my list, too. You know, uh. I, I don't know. It's just there's there was nothing about it to really make me like it. And, mm. you know, I think uh, we can we can get into this with some other stuff. And this is maybe like maybe too hot takesy or, or maybe <laughs> not even my place to say as like a a straight cis male. Mm-hmm. So I'll set I'll, I'll add all the, um you know, this is and this is me getting on my I don't just know. Just go for it. You know, I just think that 90 percent of the anime we've seen is absolutely cowardly as it <laughs> approaches uh, storylines involving LGBT people or people of different gender. Yeah, it's been... Or, you know, trans people. I feel like... Non-binary. The, the, yeah, the way that they approach whatever her name was in Oran Host Club, it sets it up to be a way cooler story than, yeah. than it is. And all of the kind of interesting gender stuff kind of gets pushed to the side in service of this like quirky narrative yeah and i mean i don't know i, I don't it was another case of the humor wasn't didn't align with stuff that we thought was funny right and not that like every every story about like uh every story about like a, a trans character or like a, a gay character has to be super serious and you know anything like that but it's just like i don't know the stuff with uh was it the 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 dad technically and the story was like very like weird. Mm, yeah. And just like the, I don't know, the, the gender swap felt like really. I wanted to give it slightly more credit just because, just because we didn't make it through. Yeah. No, we, didn't, we didn't power through like we did with Love Hina. Otherwise, I I will say I do, I do still think it would be above Love Hina for me. Yeah. Even if we did finish it. That's fair. Because we watched the last episode and at least the ending was a, a bit more satisfying than. I love Hina. I would I would imagine if I cared about the characters and I liked what was happening, I would be a lot more happy with Oran Host Club in general <laughs> than Love Hina. Remember when we started a harem anime that that was just like <laughs> I, so erotic and like It was like South Park. I think we I think we should maybe return to it. Oh my god. Like in like in April. <laughs> I just remember when we started Love Hina, I was like is this going to be like that? This like <laughs> gross yeah like, sex forward i think we watched like a real outlier but <laughs> um i don't know like i i i think with Oran host club i feel like an especially an outsider to like anime fandom stuff just because it really didn't mm. i don't know but didn't click with you sword art online i had to put it this low because it really bothered me and i mean we watched it a long time ago and i think we've consistently brought it up as like the comparison for how bad something is. Yeah. It's another case of like really good premise that just just fell apart and I, you know, I really didn't I really didn't like it. Sword Art Online is also a good example of like, oh, you think anime is bad and just uh LGBT relationships? Actually, it's all relationships. Oh my god. Cuz every every relationship in that show is fucking stupid or weird or awful. Yeah, I put it above Love Hina because at least their relationship... It got kicked off really got early. Got kicked off really early. And, yeah. 
and maybe we could see them do their relationship stuff. I just thought the relationship stuff was incredibly boring and it made her sort of the girlfriend character instead of her own like agent of destruction. It made her a lot less cool really quickly. Yeah. And, and I just I just didn't understand like how I was supposed to feel about what's his name? <laughs> Kirito. Oh my god, Kirito. Like is he good? Is he bad? Is it is it interesting? Oh, it's not interesting. Yeah. Oh. Is this just lazy writing? And then all of the Alfheim online stuff was so stupid and made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, the stuff with, with like the Oberon avatar guy, that was gen- genuinely the probably the lowest singular moment of the show, I think. Yeah, it it is one of the moments that made me most uncomfortable. Yeah. the The ending of that show. Uh, so yeah, that's that's number twenty. What twenty seven? Do you think? Um, do you think if you didn't, if and this is like this is maybe like a little too deep of a question. And I'm also <laughs> asking this about myself, but um, if you didn't care as much about what people think about you, do you think that you would like these more? Oh, I don't. I don't particularly care what people think about me. That's that's true. I mean, I was sorry. I I I was sort of in the in the thinking mode of like, same thing with Sword Art Online, where it's like this is like what I think people assume when you say you like anime, right? And so it's like an embarrassing thing. No, I I think yeah, no, I think I, that I have some very anime things higher on the list because yeah, and and we'll get to that. That's a discussion for my top five. You'll see. I'm very I'm, I'm stay I'm tuned. Scared. Stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, so what do you have as uh, 26? Uh, Sword Art Online. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, Lily Cat. Ooh, uh, I guess like closing thoughts on Sword Art Online before we get to that. I just, um, I think video games aren't really done that well in animes from what we've seen. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's like a, there's there's someone yelling at the podcast right now being like actually the best one is blah 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 <laughs> is this one i'm sure there's one out there but i don't even really play video games and i thought their portrayal of of multiplayer online games was just like way off yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't um i don't know i think i think there's there's just like a there's a element about playing video games or being someone who plays a lot of video games i don't think any media has captured I think that I mean books probably come the closest. I think you know there's there's a few writers who I think like kind of get it in a weird way. Um, like Ready Player One. Well, there's this book called, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ready Player One is, <laughs> yeah. is the Bible of it. But like there's this um. Welcome to the Oasis. There's this book I I remember reading in school called God Junior. Yeah, Dennis Cooper, and the and the story is about this father dealing with his son's suicide. And you sort of get, you kind of get like the present of like the story and then like the backstory where like he's like playing video games with the kid. And so like after the kid dies, he like plays a lot of like, it's basically Banjo-Kazooie and he just like kind of gets high and like kind of like falls into it. And mm-hmm. he, he, like, I feel like Cooper really like kind of captures like this like weird kind of like unspoken loneliness about playing games sometimes where it's like. You sort of purposely lock everyone out, and you're sort of in it in a weird way. And I feel like, like that's like the extra like oons that I I want like more media to kind of capture. I think also just understanding like game logic. <laughs> yeah, that too would, would be appreciated. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, it's like I feel like a lot of the media understands that these things are popular or like that the author likes playing these things, but they don't necessarily go into like why they do. Right. You know what it is? This is it may be just putting your story in a video game makes this easier, but I really hate when there's a weapon or something or a goal or like some God power and then they make like another thing that can be even more powerful than that. And then they make another thing that has some loophole that's more powerful than that. And it's just like that, that gets really tiresome with me. It sucks. And I feel like Sword Honor Online did that a lot. Um, I put Lily Cat here because it was boring. <laughs> L- Lily Cat is entirely skippable if you've seen the movie Alien, unfortunately. I just, it was short. So there wasn't a lot to it. And I mean, it was the oldest one we watched. Yeah. But it was also a story that I've seen before and didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. So I just couldn't. It was another case of it just kept getting pushed lower and lower. Yeah. I guess we'll get more into it. But I think I find it interesting that like the artists of all like the monsters and stuff in in Lily Cat is like the lead artist in all the Final Fantasy games. Oh, really? I forget if, if, if I brought that up when we talked about it, but. I don't know. It's the thing I, I guess I, I thought more about Lily Cat after. Mm. Um, I, I thought the art was great in it. Like I thought the the animation style was was great, especially for the time. Yeah, it was just the story was too slow and kind of whatever. I can imagine. I can imagine if you know. I forget when it came out. Like eighty six. If you're mm-hmm. if you're a kid in a VHS store in eighty six, and that and that movie was somehow there, I could see that being like life changing mm-hmm. and like world-breaking but like as a as a 27 year old in 2020 yeah just didn't do much yeah i don't have tons to say about it what do you have for 20 what number are we at 26 yeah no 25 25 sorry uh 25 the junji ito collection (laughs) i have um or on host club yeah it's like uh it's it's like watching Got the Junji Ito collection was incredibly frustrating because there were some episodes of it that were that were so good, and I wish that they had just made longer versions of the good episodes. Yeah, and then there were some that were so bad that like you can't help but hate hate it, hate all of it. <laughs> I mean, it's um, those episodes. Listen, I, I think there's I think there's plenty of. Uh... I think there's plenty of adaptations that do it better than the original or right. do it differently than the original in a way that's interesting. But this is this was a disservice yeah. to his work. You're not gonna you're not gonna top him when it comes to like the, the imagery and stuff. So I feel like you have to either like totally go for it, which I think that they're doing with like the Uzumaki anime, because I think that's gonna be in black and white. Yeah, it, it just by watching the trailer for the Uzumaki anime, you can already tell that it's so much more in line with his sort of style and vision. Yeah. Whereas this just felt like a cheap adaptation. It felt really cheap, and it's just like I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in his in his manga that's like kind of weirdly funny, but like I feel like in the in the show, it just felt like really kind of tonally weird, and it just totally um. It yeah. was like horror tropes. The show. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like I think I think at the at, at best the anime captured exactly like the same notes as um what the manga did. But I I think that those if you like do like you know like the longest dream I think is like you know way better as the manga version than 
the show version, even if like the show version was like the highlight of the series. Yeah. And, and you know, that one as well as like the one with um like the 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 ghosts of like, you know, your previous family members and stuff. Like that was a really good one too, and and the one with the the river. Yeah. Um like those were all really good, but you know, it's it's still like and I, I think it's one of those things where it's like I think one of the the biggest problems I see anime having as like an adaptation medium is you're 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 close enough to like the source material. You know what I mean? So it's like if you read the manga, the only thing you're really missing is like the actual motion of things and like the mm. like the animation, but it's like you're still getting like the visual impact of what's happening on the screen, so it's like for for an animator really do better than the manga, I think it has to you know, whether that's voice, act, like it could be voice acting, you know, it could be that or it could be, you know, the art direction or or whatever. But I think there has to be something just like to to really. To add to it. Yeah. To, to make this step like better. Yeah. Because like, I think the problem with the Jinji Ito anime is that, well, so I watch videos about the manga after we watched the the anime version of it. Yeah. And it, they kept saying like, oh, Jinji Ito is like the master of the page turn. Yeah. Like his big thing is like setting up something to be suspenseful and then you have to turn the page to, to get to like the crazy monster or yeah, whatever. Yeah, then you get like a huge like... Surprise. Yeah. And I think the pacing of the anime sort of ruined that like i don't think they got it right where there was any sort of like suspense and then they kind of had to cheapen all of the like really details of the monsters because it was an anime like the one i'm thinking of specifically is the neighbor the like really grisly neighbor and (laughs) if you look up like them next to each other they had to like really simplify it even though she didn't really move that much but they still had to simplify that drawing way down and then yeah i think the coloring of it was all wrong it just really felt weird yeah yeah i don't know it's just um i mean i'm i'm excited i'm i'm interested to see like what the uzumaki series is going to be like but yeah i mean just kind of and and also shout out to friend of the pod uh la mish uh for the cool hoodie that came today oh yeah yeah, she uh, we we exchanged Christmas gifts, and she sent me a uh, Jinji Ito cat hoodie. I just think he's so smart. He's his stories are so it's like thoughtful horror. Yeah, and I feel like the show version of it was like horror tropes. Yeah, it's like very simplified, and and it was way too like all over the place. There was like two stories an episode, when in fact like. And I hope they do it with Uzumaki. They just sort of make this one piece that yeah, you can dwell on stuff longer that way. It's just really weird. And I, I think uh, every, everything about it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> everything about it was just not good. I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> I, I, if there's a... <laughs> I was like, let's try find something. But like, if there's, I mean, if there's any bright side, it's that. I don't know. Every good like horror writer or science fiction writer or whatever, there's like always bad adaptations. The only okay, the only redeeming quality of it was as a person who hasn't read the manga. Yeah, the show made me want to read the manga. Yeah, and that's and that's awesome. So that that kind of bumped it up for me a little bit. Any uh, any closing thoughts on Oron Host Club? I f- I feel like we we dug into it. Yeah. It 
it I feel I, I feel I do feel bad. I'll yeah, say that. I feel I very easily was like bottom of the list, but then I was like, you know what? No, because there's gotta be something there that I I just don't get, you know? Yeah. I and mean, I don't wanna like shit on people that like this stuff too. No, for sure. Because I, I think it's just not for me. <laughs> not for me, dog. <laughs> not for me, mate. <laughs> and I do think it was just like a disservice to to not finish it, but it was really just like so off and I had a lot of issues with things that were happening with the story. Yeah. And it was just like love Hina all over again for me. And I was like, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to have a lot to say. Yeah. That's going to be redeeming. Like, I was like, I don't see how watching the rest of it is going to make me like it more. <laughs> yeah. But. No, I agree. That's my piece. What Oops. do you got at 25, John? Uh, 25, I have Fox Kids Presents Digimon the Movie. <laughs> well, what at 25, you... I have the Jinji Ito collection. <laughs> <laughs> I... I feel like our lists are like just one or two off so far. They're pretty similar. I mean. I'm waiting for the real surprise. Yeah, I think I think that's going to happen at the top. Digimon movie, I <laughs> it's it's like the we watched the theatrical American version of it, right? Just to catch everybody up. It feels like it was made by someone who it was made by like a, a boardroom who does not like or does not care for anime and maybe even <laughs> uh holds it in contempt, but knowing that the dumb fucking kids out there like it and they got to sell them the movie and yeah. they got to make money. Now, I, I think it was just like, oh, Pokemon did really well. Let's yeah. clobber together these three movies. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's let's crush these three things together and totally. Let's get the ad in at the front too. Yeah, and let's, and let's market our other show <laughs> into, the, <laughs> into the fucking runtime of the movie. That's the thing. Like I, like on this rewatch, I realized that the Anaconda, uh, Angela Anaconda short is part of the movie proper. It's not even like, you know, when you, when you buy a VHS, there are like all of like the weird kind of like, you know, mini commercials. It's part of the fucking movie. It, it's included in the file. It is included in the file. It is included in the runtime. It's run so time. strange. It's hard coded into the movie. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Like I don't, I don't even think like the Pixar shorts are like that. Like if you watch, no, if you watch, up, not. you're watching up. It starts with up. Yeah, it starts <laughs> with up. But if you're watching Digimon the movie, that might not be true. If the short might be on on the DVD. I, I think the I think the short is on the DVD, but I think if you press play on the DVD, you're just going up. <laughs> I think you have to go to special features. No, if you're know. if you're watching. Digimon the movie on DVD. You have to watch the Angela. But you have like, to fast forward. But I mean, your VHS. It just, it's like the. I feel like Digimon the movie is the most corporate, uh, shitty Amer. Like it is like the. It was so fun though. It, it it was it was fun, but it was so bad. I mean, friend of the pod Brian Sage Kwan said it was like going to Jap a Japanese restaurant and playing like the chopsticks, like drumsticks. <laughs> On all the yeah. on all the bolts and stuff, like yeah. that's what it felt like. Just some white guy walking in. Easily the best comment we've gotten. I was yeah, that had me <laughs> that had me fucking rolling. But yeah, I mean, it was just like, and it and it kind of sucks because like you know not that, not that I I can't imagine him holding the Digimon work as his like highest work, but like you know the first two things were directed by uh, Momoru Hosoda, mm. director of other things we've we've seen and liked uh Mirai 
and it's like you can you can kind of see the artistic vision a little bit and and sort of like at least like the color schemes and like the storytelling and sort of like the direction but like it's it's cut down to shit it's given a, a, a horrible english dub i mean like a horrible cut where like you can't even like nothing really makes sense and and none of the characters really have any kind of a uh, point to like being in there other than like they're from the show mm. You know what it is, is that, it's, so this was originally three movies, and I don't know why they didn't just take the three movies and then release them as the three movies, like the three mini mini series movies or whatever. Well, I think that, it's yeah. It's purely like, we have to have a theatrical release, so let's make a theatrical release with the source material that we have. Yeah. When in fact, like, if they had just taken it, I mean, it wouldn't have been as as exciting and and weird as as it has aged or whatever but at least the story would be intact yeah but they were like i think they were like going up against pokemon so they had to have some rival to to put up there well it was uh what fox versus um i think kids wb had pokemon i don't know i don't remember so like fox versus warner brothers i mean that's a big ass those are two big or those were two big studios but yeah i mean it's like a the the third the third segment is truly like the, one of the most baffling things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like it's like like the the first two you can you can you can hold on, but the last thing it was just like so weird, and like I, I just kept imagining myself as like a fucking parent. Yeah. Right, and like having to like sit through it with like the kids, and just nothing making sense and not being able to follow a goddamn thing. Yeah. So, in no surprise, at number 24 for me is Digimon. <laughs> what do you have to 24? Well, do, you have, do you have any closing thoughts on Digimon? No. I've, I I know that it's a mess, but it's still kind of fun. Like, I part of me wanted to put it higher because it, at least it was enjoyable. Like, yeah. weirdly enjoyable. But... And, and the music, I mean, the soundtrack is soundtrack, unbelievable. Soundtrack is probably top five of yeah. what we've seen. But I just, I couldn't, I couldn't put it very high because, yeah, it, I mean, it was a mess. Um, 24, I had Lily Cat. Yeah. I mean, any, any final thoughts on Lily Cat? It's cool, but it's not good. Okay. Like, <laughs> like that, like I would, I would say that it's, it's like. You're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's certain things that are cool, but like maybe not good. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, no, like is is nowhere good. I feel like I feel like that's like your favorite movie. But I feel like (laughs) I feel like it's good because it's like so cool. Right. But if it wasn't cool, it wouldn't be a good movie. But the movie is all cool. This is like a (laughs) this is like. It's it's the movie it's the movie you pull out to like impress your friends, but like is anyone really impressed? Like Well, is any is anyone blown away by the story or, or like the Right. Like the the elements of, of like uh I feel like now it's like weird stuff is cool. Like ooh, it's so weird. Yeah. But I I don't is anything now cool? I don't know. Is anything cool, dude? Who who cares? All right. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go through your next five. Okay. So, 23, what do you got? Attack on Titan, season one. 22? Uh, ooh, you're not even letting me. No no comments from... Oh, well, how do you want to do it? 
Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'll just I'll just say something short. Attack on Titan season one. Uh, I don't know. It was. I guess I don't really have anything interesting to say. It's like <laughs> I, I can I can see the vision. It just wasn't like executed. And I feel like it's like it being this low on the list is less about. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I think it's less about it being like a bad show or whatever, and more just I think I liked everything else a lot better. Yeah. Like I, I you know, like kind of not enough show. Taking a step back, I think looking at this list, I was positive about everything Lily Cat and up. Yeah. Maybe maybe above Lily Cat and up. I, I think <laughs> I, I was mostly positive about Lily Cat. But like everything after that, I, I I at least was was at least a positive experience. Yeah. After that is God of High School. I mean, I think we pretty like Only half good. Only half good. <laughs> and a real yeah. Just watch the first six episodes. Just watch the first six episodes and just write your own ending. Yuri on Ice. Ooh. Uh, I guess it's like kind of low on my list. I don't know. It was just um, repetitive. It was just repetitive, and it just uh, it it having a second season. I think really, or like it it clearly leading to a second season. I think mm. really put a bad taste in my mouth. So many twists at the end to um, to not end the story. <laughs> yeah, this one might bum you out, but fruits basket. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a curve. For sure. <laughs> Why is Fruits Basket so low? Uh, John. I don't. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna have to take a break. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, was it was good. I just um, I mean, maybe sort of this like I I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> you are you are like genuinely. Pissed. I wasn't. I was not ready for that. I gotta be honest. I mean, it was it was good. <laughs> I think I liked everything better. And wow. I think um I don't I don't know if there's All right, well I don't feel bad well, about putting your favorite thing okay. really low then. All right. I mean I, I think if I had any if I had any criticism it would just be uh it was maybe a little too long. And I think that I, I think changing my list. <laughs> I you're just like you're gonna put all my favorites like way down to spite me. No. Um I think I think that the emotional like like the really emotional parts of the show happen at such weird places. I don't know, man. It really hooked me. I don't know. You know why? Because it's, I've been thinking about it and wanting to watch the next season. And we watched that early. I do. Yeah, I do too. No, I mean, I definitely, I'm not disinterested in the show in the future. I just think it had less of an, an emotional effect on me than I'm, some I'm of the other stuff. I'm weirdly invested in those characters. Yeah. All well, right. We can, well, I, won't, I don't want to dwell on we can, it. We can get onto it when, you, when we're going to talk about it more. Number one on your list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, and then, and then the, the the fifth one of the of this like pod or whatever is Mariah. Yeah. It was. It was it really was good. It was good. I think everyone I've talked to who has watched it after our episode has said it was just like really slow. Yeah, kind of, I, kind of slow. Which I agree with, but you know, I I really liked it and it was emotionally effective. So, uh, what is what is the bottom of of that pack for you? All right, I got Violet Evergarden. Didn't I didn't really enjoy Violet Evergarden? Really, I was pretty bored watching okay. through it. Like it was really beautiful, and I, I I didn't mind the story, but like purely in terms of like rewatch, I it it just didn't hold me the way that some of the other stuff did. I remember, like, I can't remember a lot about it. Yeah. I'm sure if, like, we watched, like, another, like, season, a lot would come back to me, but it's, like, kind of, it's kind of hard for me to remember, like, the details of it. Yeah. Uh, what number, <laughs> what number am I on? Sorry, 20? I, think, I think I gave an extra one, so if you want to do, like, s- 
I don't have mine numbered. All right, whatever. Next on my list is God of High School. It's only half good. It's only half good, folks. <laughs> I really liked the first half. First though, half so I was... was bummed to put it pretty low, but in a real twist, I have End of Eva next. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the... I really don't, didn't, I mean, listen, was it enjoyable? Yes. Was was it like a weird mm. rewrite? I hate that. Yeah. I, I really hate that. And- and it's kind of unsatisfying in in that it just like it's like everyone dies. Yeah. And it, it's like it's such like a big middle finger to the audience too. In that it it, it does everything that Neon Genesis had. Like I just really loved Neon Genesis as like a complete story. Yeah, it's, so it's, I think it's just like really weird that they went back and like redid it. It really is. Yeah, even Galley, it's it's such a weird thing that it exists. It's like, um, like it's no surprise that Neon Genesis is going to be high on both of our lists. Yeah, it's like if the creators of Cyberpunk, after listening to all the complaints, like yeah. <laughs> decided you would talk to even less characters in a patch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right, what's what's next for you? Next is uh, Yuri on Ice. Another one that I really, I mean, super giddy while watching it. Yeah. Super fun to watch. Super fun to have this like cute romance happening between these two characters really well animated but ultimately it's a competition-based show that ended with a big hook once they realized they were going to be big yeah and then next on my list is attack on titan i feel like attack on titan will be good i feel i feel but, but there's just not enough story there yet for me to put it higher on the list i'm still thinking about the basement and i'm still thinking about his dad yeah, which me are like kind of good signs where it's like there's there's actual like hooks that I'm like yeah. genuinely like I, I kind of want to know. But it's like four seasons long and we're only like a quarter through the story or something like yeah. that. So like compared to a story that we've finished, like I just can't put it that high. Yeah. Was that five? Yep. Oh, give give one more because I gave one extra. And then next on my list is Mariah. Same reason. It's it's just like, it's like a nice story. I like, like that Mariah, I, Mariah is the exact same place in both our lists. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same reason. It's like, it's nice. It's cute. Yep. Like, a kid would like it, but it didn't hold me. Like, there's no way I could put it higher on my list. Yeah. Compared to some of the more like, interesting action-packed stuff that we watched. In, in just pure like, emotional moments, I, I could pull out a couple and those would probably be in like, the biggest of like, the year, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. I'll give, I'll go, I'll do four just to kind of even it out. Or No, do five. Okay. So then next <laughs> going up is Violet Evergarden. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, remember, I, I think I liked it a lot and I liked, I just liked that it, it was so different from mm. most of the other stuff we've seen where it's, it's sort of entirely about dialogue. At least it was like a super original story. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think I've, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's tons of books about translation or writing for illiterate people and stuff like that, but like to bring it to an anime I thought was really clever and, and really interesting and mm. and really cool. You know, it, it felt, reminded me of like, I don't know if I brought it up in the episode, but like reminded me of like the Star Trek sort of framing of TV shows where it's like hmm. you have your cast of characters and then you just sort of have like every episode is sort of related to the main plot, but you have a kind of like. New adventure. A new adventure in its own, which I kind of like and I feel like is like maybe an underrated thing. So hmm. pretty good about that. What's the next number on this list? Just... I don't know. 
I think we're at 15. Okay, so... No, 14. So 14th on my list is uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. I, I I feel bad. Don't You don't feel bad. <laughs> but I don't feel bad. I mean... <laughs> It was it was it was good, but it didn't. Uh, it's the same I, I as feel, it's the same as Marai. It, it, I feel it, bad about what I put right above it. All right, let's hear it. Inuyasha. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have a talk after this. <laughs> like I feel I feel bad that Inuyasha was like right above it, uh, but I mean Kiki's delivery service. It's like I don't know. Um, it it's 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 like you're killing me. It's. It's the opposite of Lily Cat. It's it's all good, but it's not cool. Okay. <laughs> I think I think I I think it's, I need. I think it just it falls under that. Oh, that's a nice story. Yeah. Sort may, of maybe I'm like such, subcategory. Maybe I'm just like such a fucking dickhead. But like I, I think whatever I like has to be like a little cool. You know what I mean? Or it has to be like a little weird or like a little. Okay, that's fair. Like it's got it's got to have and and coolness is like such like a, a little edge edge for an edgy boy <laughs> yeah exactly it's just i feel like coolness is a very um i feel like nice stories for me generally sit better yeah sort of like warm nice things <laughs> I, I i just think like for something to really have like an effect like in a long i mean it just has to have like something a little extra or whatever i, I get that but then uh yeah inuash is after it's what made this list so hard to do yeah. is because it's like how do you compare like mirai with neon genesis even Gelion or like redline <laughs> or redline exactly yeah i mean i think i think that's why our our tops are going to be like so different you think I've... our top five are going to be vastly different i think so okay well you might be right um <laughs> And then above that, I have Madoka Magica. You know, I'm gonna be, okay. I'm gonna be straight up. I feel like Madoka's on one. Madoka is one of the things I really want to rewatch because, like, I feel like I didn't give it its proper like attention, mm. or like I, I wasn't as like invested in it as I was other stuff. Mm. I think on a rewatch, I would like it a lot more. But like for whatever reason, on this watch, like I was just sort of like not in it. Yeah, and then that's the, fair. And then the fifth one, it was uh, Devil Man Crybaby, which. Uh, I thought was I thought it was like genuinely like really good. Hmm. Um, kind of got a little too quote unquote anime by the end. I feel like with the yeah. ending, but everything up until that point was like pretty. And it got like I was I was surprised at how kind of brutal it got. You know, it, it went off the rails for sure. Um, but I I was inspired by its uh, nod to End of Evangelion by with its ending. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like. I mean, intentional or not, I don't know. It just felt really different. It felt like really alive in a way that I thought was really cool. So yeah, yeah. So what's uh? What... All right, next on my list is prepare yourself now. <laughs> I don't think you're ready. Okay, next on my list is Tokyo Ghoul. Okay, just not for me, mate. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Tokyo Ghoul and uh, Fruits Basket are like our opposing energies. Yeah. It was like, I liked the story. It was just a little like intense towards the end. Like it was like watching a horror movie towards the end where it was like all psychological horror, but it it went on for the duration of the series. Yeah. I am curious to watch the next season of it to see how like it expands. And the next would be uh, Devil's a Part-Timer. Yeah. Although I loved it. Disappointed that it got, that there's nothing else, you know? Yeah. Like, was it complete? Yes. But that's it. There's not. There's really not going to be more of that story. So while it was kind of like finished, 
I really haven't thought was about it. it. It's like I really haven't thought about it yeah. since since watching it. All right, hold your pants. Next on my list is Serial Experiments Lane. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> this was purely on what would I watch again right now? Man. That was kind of my feeling. And I had a hard time. It's not that I wouldn't watch it again. Like, at this point, all of these are good. Like, I really liked yeah. all of these. But Wait. in terms of, like, in enjoyment, this one was, like, the most cerebral for me and kind of <laughs> kind of difficult, you know? Yeah. And in that, in that sense, I would watch it again because I could understand, like, you know, now that I know what happens, like, I could kind of decode it. But yeah. it, it was similar to watching Twin Peaks The Return, where you're like, I just don't know what's going on. I just want to watch the... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it for was sure. A, it was a real thinker. Um, so I'm sorry. That's that's my big disappoint disappointer. Uh, and then next on my list is Devilman Crybaby, which I was bummed about putting it this low because I thought I really liked it. Yeah. But... No, yeah, some of these I'm, I'm kind of surprised how low they kind of ended up in the grand scheme of things. But still, it's like, I yeah. mean, it was it was all right. One, two. <laughs> I think I think we have Three, two left, four. and then oh, I have one more. Next on my list is Girls in Panzer. What? <laughs> Holy shit! I'm wow. So sorry. What the fuck? I don't know, man. Our our best episode. Yeah. Our most beloved episode. And I loved it, but have I thought about it much oh, since since watching it a million years ago? I have a little bit. I I, I thought about tanks, and I thought about teamwork i did really like it and it was one of those shows where i was like oh i could show this to somebody and and not feel weird yeah not but, fair enough but there's some really like heavy hitters and it just it just got pushed down i don't know if i'm not mistaken the next so it's like i think we're at 12 officially so let's let's give two each and then we'll do top 10s all right what's your 11 you mean 12 my 12 is uh what's your 12 <laughs> it's devil is a part-timer Okay. Um, yeah, same same reasons pretty much. Like I, I liked it and I thought it was really I thought it was maybe the funniest anime. Yeah, it was really funny. I think it was like genuinely like funny. Enjoyable. But yeah, I mean it was I don't know, they should I think they should have just made it funny and left all the action stuff. Uh number eleven, right at the uh and this we'll get into it, but like is 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 uh yeah, is is sort of interchangeable with ten. Yeah. Um but uh Tokyo Ghoul. Okay. You know, I was I was kind of surprised how much I did like it. I think I think it's still very anime. It's mm-hmm. still very like kind of action anime, but I feel like I think if this if if I was uh like 14 when it came out, it would be like my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I could see I could see like younger me really being into it. Yeah. Older me like was still into it, but enjoy enjoyment level of a whatever year old. But yeah. um <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought all the action was like visceral in a way that was felt satisfying, and I felt like uh, the 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 season it, and sort of taking into context that like this is a show that's going to have a lot of um a lot of seasons. It I feel like the the first season was like kind of paced perfectly. Um. So I don't know. I I, I liked it. Mm. Um. What's uh What's twelve for you? Uh. Well, twelve was Girls in Panzer. Eleven, and this is another maybe shock. But I put perfect blue. 
Oh, man. I know. You know what it is, is I had a hard time ranking the movies against the shows because in some respects, like the the shows are like so much longer. I mean, literally, they're just like so yeah. much longer. So how do you put something like a, a movie has to be pretty spectacular yeah. Yeah. to go up against a whole series of something, you know? I would argue that it was. But. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure Perfect Blue is higher on your list. I think it's one of your favorites. And I mean, all of these are like, could be number ones in my mind listen, in their if, own listen, right. If, if you're if you're just trying to spite me for Fruits Basket. I'm really not. I won't blame you. But you'll see why I got so, so upset as we go here. And then in number 10 spot for me is Madoka Magica. Another one that I really liked and... I don't put it higher because I know that there's some like extra content. Like I loved the twist. I loved the style of it. I loved the story. Like there were very few things about it, but I don't think we, we've consumed all of the the content or whatever. Yeah. Like I think there's some movies that we could have hit on. Yeah. And I, I'm curious if that would like affect my conception of the series i definitely want to see <laughs> i i for sure want to see more of it my number 10 is red line nice yeah i think so good yeah so pure yeah this is i think i think red line's a a a, a good mix of cool and good yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i like that I, I like to imagine that you've got like meters in your brain and it's like cool meter, like good meter, and like I don't know. I want, I want to make like a like a like a like compass a weird meter, like a compass, like on on one axis is cool and good, and then on the other a- axis is a uh, uh, surface reality and freaker reality. Yes. Oh man. Like we can make a chart. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh man, I think we should. Because this would land, this would land on like purely like I don't know surface reality and cool. This would this would be like <laughs> middle all the way at the top, yeah, or all the way at the bottom where we put surface reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was uh it was fucking beautiful and it, it had just enough story and I feel like, but it was very clear that the creator had like this whole backstory in their head or whatever, which I mm-hmm. think was mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. What's uh what's what's your number 9? Number 9 for me is Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Man, just so nostalgic. So, I mean, it just hit me in the right place, at the right time. And <laughs> definitely on the the cool meter, it's very low, but on the nice meter, it's very high. Yeah. And it got me kind of emotional and teary and frankly, I think nostalgia plays a big role in how people like their anime. That's yeah. that is one thing that I've learned from doing this show is that like with Oran Host Club, so many people like that because they watched it as kids. And on rewatch, they get that little nostalgic kick that they were looking for. And it's the same reason why somebody would watch a Pokemon movie or yeah. whatever. Or the Digimon movie. Even though it's bad, it still hits different because they watched it at their grandma's house. You know what I mean? Man, we should watch. We should watch it with your mom. We we should decide on what we should watch with my family. Yeah. No Spo- spoilers for. But I, but I agree. I think it was. Uh, you know, even even though it was a little lower on my list. No, I mean there were there were certainly a lot of moments. I think that were really. Um, they they had a lot of weight, and I feel like they. I think I think I think the movie got me with the the grandma making the um. She makes a cake for Kiki or something. Yeah. Yeah that that got me. My number nine. What do you got? Uh, kill a kill. 
Oh. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, Kill a Kill was it was sick. It uh I don't know, it, it felt like such a different energy than I think pretty much everything else that we've seen so far. Maybe kind of close to Devil Man Cry Baby, but even those two are like really mm. really different, I feel like. It was so enjoyable. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I can't think of any real like down moments of the show, but it was just uh it knew exactly like what it wanted to do. Like I feel like that's in comparison to like Oran Host Club, it's like that's satire that I think is done good like well. Yeah. Where it's like you know, we're going to we're going to play off of like anime's oversexualization. We're just going to make it so fucking ridiculous that it it becomes that it's a it's a it's a, it's a character. It's in a the ca- show. Yeah, it's a character <laughs> and it just wraps around and it's like so about the thing that it just becomes like really out there and crazy. Um, yeah, I think probably the best uh, the best action in any anime, I think. Yeah. I really liked the twist in Kill a Kill. Yeah. Where everything everything gets turned on its head. Man. Uh, so, okay, next on my list, number eight, right, yep. is uh, Redline. Liked, I liked Redline a lot. Yeah. Simple story, easy easy to get through, easy to follow. And um, I want to I want to show my cool older brother Redline. Really beautiful too. Yeah, like a story that you can just follow and not get too caught up in. Yeah, no, for sure. It's very much like, <laughs> like let's get high and watch Redline. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> like that's that's the that's the vibe. Yeah, is you can just put it on and. We'll just fucking watch Redline. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so I liked it a lot. What do you have at number seven, John? Is it number seven or number eight? Well, number eight for me was Redline, I think. Oh, so it's my number. One, my... Wait, one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. Yeah, Redline was eight for me. My number eight It's going to bump some people out, spirited away. Oh, I wow. Mean, it was It was good. Just it was, not. It was great. Good for you. But in taking in taking into everything else we've seen, everything that's that is above it, it's it was John's a, flavor of the week. Well, it, it was it was just a different kind of enjoyment where you know I think it 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 like it just didn't really stick with me. I, I I guess afterwards, you know, I think maybe maybe like certain images and certain ideas and and everything. And I think that you know, the movie's clearly a masterpiece or whatever, but. <laughs> clearly a masterpiece I or mean, whatever or whatever the fu- whatever the fuck you want to assign to it you know like you know i just like the term masterpiece or whatever yeah <laughs> i mean make it fun. i just uh i i don't know it just doesn't have it's like a it's like a really good really great story and a really like it really looks like awesome and everything it's just um i think everything else got me a little more it's okay it's okay it's okay I feel like these, now that we're in like the real top echelon of- These of, are all really good things, just- uh, They're really good, but now we're really getting into like personal preference. Yep. And I feel like you've got a particular personal preference based on the, the ones that you haven't said yet, <laughs> Satoshi Khan. <laughs> and uh, I certainly have a different preference. So what is number seven, Julie? I kept shuffling the next three around, uh, but I've got Kill a Kill. Fuck. I really wanted to put it higher. Yeah. Yeah. It was originally quite high. Kill a Kill could could easily go pretty high for me. I it was so original for me, like so original and so my cup of tea. 
and fast-paced, exciting, edgy, weird, and fun. Easily one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Now that I can't remember her name. The the club the president. club president. Yeah. I can't I can't remember anyone's name, but I know what you mean. I mean, just awesome character. Just enjoyable yeah. characters, enjoyable character dynamics. Yep. I got nothing else to say. And and yeah, I just I just kept shuffling that one around in the top 10. Yeah. Um what's next? 7 for me is uh Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh surprise hit. Yeah, you know, I I I went a long time without watching it, even though I really like, you know, all of Satoshi's stuff that I've seen. It, it's weird. It, it like, I, I think that I imagine this one will probably like be a favorite as the years go on, like mm. even more, because it really, for whatever reason, it, it just fell into like that, like big Lebowski uh, sort of like kind of you're following a bunch of characters around while they like kind of do stuff. I'll put like Days and Confused up there too, you know, just like. Where it's it's like something you can watch over and over with, with with characters you really enjoy and really like want to follow and you know care about and it's really good storytelling and, and really good you know the more I think about it, the more it is sort of like uh, a a yin to uh, the the straight stories yang where it's like <laughs> you know these these two ma- like these two works by like directors who are known for for being super cerebral or super like fucked up weirdos or whatever and they um. But they just both decided to like r- write a really nice story and just like kind of put themselves into it a little bit. Yeah. And a real like a true Christmas miracle happens at the end. You know what is a Christmas miracle? I also put Tokyo Godfathers at number seven. Really? Well, wouldn't that be n- your number six? I don't know what number we're at, but it but, is next on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I shuffled them around so much that it's hard to tell what comes next sometimes. But yeah. I also really enjoyed Tokyo Godfathers, and I think that it'll stay high on my list in, as the years go, um, and we watch more anime. It's hard to like. I think I think this is also a thing, maybe where it's. it's um, I feel like a new Christmas movie is sort of hard to find. Yeah. Where it's like it's kind of hard to work in, like newer stuff to like a holiday rotation or whatever. Yeah. The only other sort of thing I can think of made in the last 10 years that I, I, I kind of like around this time of year is uh, uh, Krampus. Right. You know? And it's like, I mean, totally different vibe or whatever. <laughs> totally different vibe. <laughs> movie, but like, you know, this it's... It's um, it's rare to have like a holiday moment. Yeah. It's like when Mariah Carey came out with All I Want for Christmas is You, <laughs> and everyone was like, I'm going to listen to this every year, and now it's a classic. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, the values of, of Christmas or like the main core ideas or whatever are so hard to make not corny that I think it's almost like kind of impossible, but it managed to do it in, in a way that, you know, that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to share Tokyo Godfathers with more people. Uh number six for me is uh End of Eva. Okay. Yeah, I mean I think I thought it rocked. Exciting. I thought it was I thought it was uh It was metal. I thought I thought it was I thought it was very metal. I thought it was very punk. I thought it was very like I, I don't know, like I I respect any creator that sticks to their guns at like the highest degree and, and tells like the the people who are mad to like fuck off and they they only make things even weirder 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, you, you bring up a good point, which is that I don't know if I would watch it like again anytime soon. Yeah. On like a pure like enjoyment level. <laughs> you know, maybe. I think you know, maybe I would, but it's like, it's, it's. uh Only with Neon Genesis. Yeah. I mean, it really is just like if you, it's like if you liked Evangelion, it's probably the stuff you liked about it, but like times a million. And if you hated <laughs> Evangelion, it's everything you hated times a million where it's like, you know, he just leans so far into what Evangelion and like what his vision is for everything that, you know, it's, it's so it's unrelentless. It is, it is the mother. It's, it's Zach screaming motherfucker at the end of <laughs> killing in the name of, and Evangelion is the fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what my number six is? Well, this is your number five. Is it? Oh, Jesus. All right, we're in the top five, I guess. Top five. Are you sure? One, two, three. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Number five, I have Inuasha. Whoa, that's way high. (sighs) Yeah. I thought you forgot it or something. (laughs) I was like, man, Julie forgot Inuasha. It's like... I I really enjoyed Inuasha. It was giving me Pokemon vibes. I was really bummed when we had to stop watching it because it was end of season one. I really just wanted to keep watching it. Yeah. And I really loved it. It was giving me kind of like that Yu-Gi-Oh thing where we put on Yu-Gi-Oh and just like let it ride and let it run. And suddenly we've watched like yeah. three seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, theme song. Maybe my favorite theme song. Yeah. Hard to say. And I think that this could actually climb my list. It could actually go higher. Man. The more we watch it. Yeah. That's the kind of high hopes I have for it. Inu- Inuasha surprised the hell out of me, I think, on this watch. You know, I think um it it, it did all of that where it was like this this like genuinely fun thing to watch and this genuinely like enjoyable, like fun and lighthearted or whatever. But there was also like a I was just like kind of blown away by how weird they, they made the monsters and like the demons and stuff. And I, I don't know, like I, I I thought all the characters were really good. I thought that it set up a lot of cool things. And, and yeah, I, I, I think it's. There is kind of a theme in my top five of things that I was really surprised that I liked a lot. And yeah. Yugi Washa definitely falls under that category. Because as a notorious sort of anime non-watcher, like going into this was really daunting for me. Yeah. And to find anime that I really enjoy was definitely a surprise. And low key, I am like fans of of these anime now. Yeah. Some of these like some of the anime lower on my list, it's like I could have watched it and been like, "Oh, okay, but I'm not an anime fan." But these things it's like, how can you love Inuasha and not be an anime fan? Yeah. Like you've crossed into the the upper echelon <laughs> of of people who watch anime. Yeah. All right, John. Number five. What's five? I'm gonna number number five. I think is like number five, no matter what. I think the next are gonna be like sort of interchangeable, depending on like what the day is or whatever. But number five for sure is uh, Girls in Panzer. Yeah. Um, the sleeper hit sleeper hit you know i thought it was i don't know i i just uh it was very heartwarming and it was very um sort of like unexpected like i i I mean i guess i sort of expected it to be like really good based on the people i know who liked it yeah you know so like i I knew there had to be something there but you know it was just um it was just like genuinely really sweet and i think a satire of anime maybe in a way that 
isn't as obvious as some other stuff. Like mm. I think, I think sort of making like a, a a girls' high school like club sport be tankery mm. is sort of like making fun of like how anime you know has all these like competition things and stuff and just yeah. like making it really ridiculous and but also um. I don't know, and I, and I also appre- I also appreciate that there's some interesting things thrown in, like the the models of tanks and sort of like what they represent, and the the sort of parallels to history that I think the show has and everything. It's something that only works as an anime. Yeah, that's that's another key element of whether a show could be good, like in a live action version or something, or if it's like no, this this only really works as an anime. I would say for the most part, the top like my top five, I think only work as anime i think maybe one of them could sort of be translated into like a live action show but even then i i don't i don't think it would be as good but yeah i think um i think that's that's a really good point and i feel like um the best like anime i think i've I've seen in general i think only really works in that format right or at least uses that format to like it's um to its benefit yeah you know and, and i i mean there's there's just certain works that, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can only really have it in the one way. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, even going back, it's like, I think like Jinji Ito is the same way with like the, the art of like a, a manga or whatever, where it's like, I mean, I guess it'll remain to be seen with like the Uzumaki anime or whatever, but mm. like, you know, his work really works best as like a, as like a manga. And then, you know, like Girls in Panzer, it's like, this is like, this is like pure anime where mm. it's like ridiculous, but also really sweet and, and really, makes you kind of feel something afterwards in, a, in an interesting way so yeah i think the only reason i put girls in panzer lower on my list was the even though it was sort of like a fun different version of the like tournament structure it's still, still it still, still was still a tournament structure yeah it still was like here comes another tank battle yeah and i mean it it did what it had to do with it and it was original and fun and so sweet and I liked it a lot. I think a lot about the comment your aunt made and when she emailed us how like, you know, they're, some of the characters are like kind of, you know, mean or whatever, but like they're all good sports by the end of it. Right. <laughs> which I feel like is like such like a, it's like a small thing that sort of like fills in like the bigger scope of it yeah. in, a, in a strange way and makes me like it even more. It, makes, yeah. it makes me curious. I We haven't really done many sports anime and I wonder if like there's like a competitive aspect of sports anime because in some it's like we've watched Yuri on Ice and maybe this sort of falls into a yeah. sports anime structure at least. But I wonder if there's like competitive elements or you know shadiness in in like the the big volleyball one that everyone's into right now. Yeah. Anyway, what's number four for you? Number four for me is. Paranoia Agent. Oh man, so good. Yeah, so incredibly good. Easily something I could rewatch right now. Easily something that I've thought about after watching. Yeah, something that only works as anime. Something that I would share with people that I thought liked anime. And it's thought provoking, but I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every time we rewatch it, I think I find more stuff that I like about it. Yeah. I, I get you definitely liked it a lot better on this rewatch than I think like the first time we watched it, right? Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, and, and I mean it's a series, so I I rate it higher than his movies. Yeah, fair that, enough. That's just me, I guess. Yeah, I mean I'll get into it a bit when it shows up on my <laughs> list, but yeah, no, it's uh, 
I keep I keep thinking like the idea of like a mystery that is 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 sort of there isn't really an answer for it, where it's like like a like a like a who done it that sort of changes like the changes it from being a who into being like a what or being like a why. Yeah, which I think is kind of interest like really interesting. But yeah, there it it is. It's just one of those that I could see myself watching again already. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Number four is uh, Perfect Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think Perfect Blue out of maybe everything, like anything else I've seen, I think only works as an anime just because of like how, how it works with its like sense of time. Mm. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I could see like a TV show or like a movie pulling it off like in a, in an interesting way. And I also like, I, I mean, it's, I, I think there are, there are only, there's only a few things out there I think that have really kind of creeped me out or like made me like actually like kind of like nervous or afraid or whatever. And I think this is like one of the only times where it's happened where it's it's like uh it's a very real kind of fear, I think, mm. that you're being watched or whatever, someone is aware of what you're doing mm. and sort of like it it kind of growing slowly and like growing over time as to like what's going on, I th- I think is I don't know. Like everything about it is is really uh is really rad. Yeah, no. I liked it a lot too. And it, it that's another one that I wa- on rewatch. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the Satoshi Kon tagline: "It's always better the second time." <laughs> Watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe you'll get it. What's uh What's number three? Number three for me is Spirited Away. Yeah. Another another maybe surprise for me because this was like notoriously the thing that I always fell asleep to, but in my like adult life, big quotes, adult life, I think I really appreciated it and loved it for what it was yeah. a lot more. And I, I couldn't help it. I was like, no, this is I is really good. Yeah, it's I think I like it weirdly more as an adult than the one I did as a I saw it as a kid as too. As a kid. So, like, I get the nostalgic value for it, but I also think that it's timeless then because, like, if people liked it back then, it still holds holds up all this time later. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see it going away, like, say, a lily cat or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just doesn't hold up. Yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be high on any list for a long time. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Should we say number two at the same time? Well, I gotta go to number three. Oh, sorry. What's your number three? Sorry. Uh, I mean, it's my like like I said earlier, these could all shift at any time, but I'm feeling number three right now is uh it's even Galleon. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Um, and it's not even uh, I mean, I look at all like the the top the top four is like all like really amazing. I think um, I I don't know. It's it's uh really good. It it affected us. It's really good. I mean, <laughs> if, if there's any reason like why I'm sort of not putting it above, if I'm not putting it where the others are, like at number one or whatever right now, it's just um I I think the other other things on this list maybe I can fully. I mean, it's it's just, it's it's hard to explain, but like I can I can fully enjoy like the story and everything, but I think the stuff around it also kind of adds to my enjoyment of it. Mm. Whereas I think the the there that doesn't exist for the other stuff, and so I can just like I fully enjoy it to the maximum just because of the story or whatever. Whereas like all the shit with uh you know the creator I think is like really interesting and like really kind of 
makes me enjoy it a little more that like there's all this like backlash and everything but like i mean you know it, like just to speak about even galleon like in general it's it's just um i i can't think of a better uh, a better sort of um all-encompassing piece of art that kind of talks about something you like from a critical perspective and, yeah. and goes deep into it and also goes beyond that into you know kind of telling a complex story about you know certain characters and that kind of thing where it's like you know whether however critical he is like it's very it's very clear that um and I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name right now but like the creator of it you know grew up on 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 mecha anime and that kind of thing and and this was sort of like a part of his life and everything and so he, he told a very interesting and like kind of strange and 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 crazy story involving mecha and sort of like the machinations of like the human brain and just like you know all this all this different kind of stuff all sort of centered around this 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 crazy story and everything and going going against all these different anime tropes and just making it so i i think interesting and and kind of stark and and i don't know just just something (laughs) that's just so out there and and different and I, I I imagine if I watched it again, I'll, I would have a completely different response, or I'd pull out completely different things and that kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. So that's your number three, <clears throat> huh? That's my number three. What, what's your number two? <laughs> I think I know what it is. It's uh, it's Neon Genesis. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Yeah. Easily number one. It, yeah, I mean, could, we compared it to so much shit on this show. It could, it could be, it could be number one any day. Any day it could be number one. What Easily it, something I, I would tell people to watch, even if they didn't like anime. I could rewatch it right now and probably enjoy it again. In your, in your own words, what, what, what's, what's, what is, what is about even Galleon that's, that's, that's good. That hits different. Honestly, it's the ending. Yeah. It's, it's a mech show that's not about mech shows. And for me, I was super invested in it. And then the ending happened and I was like in a, I was in a, I was, I was having such like a moral dilemma for like days afterwards Yeah. about whether or not that worked for me. <laughs> it was like, can't think of the word I'm, I'm trying to think of like an identity crisis or, yeah. uh, but everything leading up to it, I was super invested in completely original concept that. I mean, you can see it in everything that comes after it, that it was super influential. and Changed the world. There, I, and I put it above Spirited Away because I kind of feel like it's it's a little more anime than Spirited Away. Yeah. Like Spirited Away, you can like put on at your cousin's house who doesn't watch anime. And, yeah. And they might like it. But Neon Genesis is, A, it's a series, so there's that. <laughs> and B, it's... Uh, that freak of reality yeah so it, it crosses over into are you ready for this i like i like that our number our number ones are going to be so i know funny. what your number one is well my number two is paranoia agent yeah so i know what your number <laughs> one is um i mean <laughs> i mean to go to paranoia agent i probably fucking changed my life in some way when i saw it you know like not to not to over exaggerate, but I I mean shit, it really um it's, you've got the nostalgic factor. With it's it. it's the nostalgic factor in the sense of like I remember not even just like, you know, I, I remember liking this as a kid, but like I remember this pushing me into other interesting stuff as a kid or solidifying the things I like as a kid. 
you know, like it, 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 it goes to like touchstone where it's like, you know, this is something that kind of informed what I would like for the rest of my life, yeah. you know, when I saw it and, you know, same thing with rewatch. It's a tastemaker. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It totally, it totally kind of, it's, I think, I think that it, there's a few things up there and I think it's this and like, you know, matrix, Yeah. you know, a couple other things, but like, you know, a hundred percent really just kind of informed like everything else I would sort of like for the rest of my life. And, and, um, I, I don't know, like, I think it's just like a really, it's a really good story. And I think it's really, um, it's just really smart and completely, you know, like I, like I kind of said earlier, it completely sort of takes like a detective story and like the idea of like, you know, like a, a noir or whatever, and just totally kind of inverts it and, and makes it really weird in a way that I don't see a lot of media really doing. I, I like off the top of my head, I don't know what like the weirdest like detective movie I've seen is. Yeah. You know, because I think most of them there's there's a clear villain or there's a clear killer or whatever. But like this one, it's like it does it in such a way that is really it's it's like genuinely satisfying and it's genuinely kind of like I don't know, it generally kind of makes you think a little bit and, and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh <laughs> you're number one, Julie. What is it, John? It's uh, Fruits Basket. It's Fruits Basket. <laughs> Let me tell you why it's Fruits Basket, because here's the reason. And and I kind of touched on this already in this episode. There's a nostalgic factor that I don't think that we can always hit on with certain things for people. And we talked about it on our first episode that I have not watched very many anime outside of the shit that they played on TV in America. Okay. And Fruits Basket was our episode four. So we watched Attack on Titan, we watched Girls in Panzer, and then we watched Fruits Basket. And it was the first anime that was very clearly anime. Because I I would like to sort of argue that Pokemon and TV right after like flip the channel and you're watching Rugrats, it it all just like kind of feels like cartoons. It doesn't really feel like you're watching an anime. So Fruits Basket for me gets the nostalgic factor for the moment I realized that I could like this. (laughs) And the show is called Why Do People Like Anime? And going into it, I was was fucking nervous that this was going to be really hard for me to like anything and so to hit episode like the third anime we watch and have it be like stuck in my mind through all of these other ones that we've watched i mean i cried three times watching that stupid show i think even more i i think i cried maybe like five times watching that stupid show season one yeah it was a story that i that felt very much like anime for me because it was <laughs> and it got me really good and i don't know i don't know what it is it's just stuck with me and i've wanted to continue watching it ever since we watched that first episode but i think a huge part of why people like the things they like is whatever they were first exposed to which is why so many people were like how could you not like love hina how could you not like yeah. Or on Host Club, like that was my favorite show as a kid. And it's it's like, of course you like Pokemon, you watch that as a kid. But for somebody who's just getting into something, this is kind of like my first thing. 
and I have this like weird relationship to it now that I don't know it makes me think of the podcast and like kind of like where I started and what I like yeah so that's, that's why I put it at number one and like I said easily my top five could could all be my number one at some point in time but I just felt like it made sense for me to like highlight it as this important moment in my life. <laughs> yeah. This weirdly important moment where I realized that anime might could be for me. Yeah. I mean, I think especially because like I think that was the that was like the manga I think you mentioned that you always saw like kids at school reading and stuff. And that was it was sort of like the market kind of like you know if there's any kind of flag in the ground of like this i don't like this yeah and then you watch it you know years later and it turns out that you actually it's like yeah it was this weird moment of <laughs> i'm gonna try not to get emotional <sighs> uh like fuck <laughs> okay i'm just trying i'm just gonna try to say it like me realizing that i liked something that i made fun of my friends for liking it's not that, like I made fun of them. It was just like, oh, I don't like anime, so I couldn't possibly like that that yeah. manga that you're reading. Like, it's too hard to read. It's too weird. <laughs> and then, like, all these years later, like, almost all of them not in touch with anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then realizing that I would have liked it if I had just tried it. <sighs> Man. Woo. So. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't expect that, but. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's been a weird year. Yeah. It's been like, it's been like an emotional year. So like, yeah, I'm, I am grateful for this podcast and, and our, our listeners who have followed us along on this like very weird journey. And yeah. I feel like your answer is like going to be different from my answer. I mean. Because your number one is Serial Experiments Lane, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Now you have to take it because I, I got I to gotta bring it down. Um, I mean, I think my, my reasonings are, are weirdly kind of similar, at least in the sense of time and place where it's been a, it's been a hard year. You know what I mean? It's been a pretty It's been a pretty rough year and it's been a year where... I think technology has, has sort of um, become more of a, a weird focus in like daily life. It's been like a necessity. It's been a necessity and like a weird, like an unfortunate lifeline that you sort of have to connect to at least to sort of function with everything and, you know, what have you. And I, I feel like as sort of as different an internet that Serial Experiments Lane kind of depicts, I feel... It it felt so kind of poignant in the in the ways of of the anxiety and the sort of like the kind of horrors and 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 shittiness that like the internet kind of creates I think in the show and and just like the the overall like kind of darkness that kind of happens and it just felt like I, I don't know it just felt really weirdly like relatable in a way or or at least like you know I mean even even to the point where you know she. Lane kind of becomes like a like a god or whatever using the internet so much and just like the ways in which um you know it feels like the internet can be like the only kind of uh you know I mean as someone who like primarily if there was no internet I I would be out of a job tomorrow right mm. it's like a it's a weird relationship to kind of have and it's like a relationship you're not exactly always stoked on and 
yeah and happy about and i think that it's super unnatural too it, it it feels yeah that's i mean it feels really unnatural and it feels like you're just totally you're totally going against like what earlier humans did or what humans were sort of you know how they've sort of adapted over time and everything and that kind of thing where it's like you make your entire life around the internet and stuff and and i think the show goes into just how different you know that sort of that weird evolutionary chain that we're sort of in right now of, of the internet and everything and you know the weird kind of i i guess psychedelic sorts of early thinking around the internet i i, I found really interesting and stuff and and i i don't know i mean it's um it was just like this weird, weird kind of point where it like uh, Lane just kind of hit on all the stuff I like. Yeah. You know? Um, it was like, here's a show for you, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's a show that's perfect for the time in your life that you're at now. This moment is like a gift like that dropped into your, your lap. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, <laughs> there's so there's that. And it's like, you know, I mean... On like the music front, you know, there's like all the crossover with virtual self and and that kind of thing. And I, I found the music really kind of uh, great and, and, and all that. And then like, I mean, I think all the shit I like, all the shit I like has to do with depression on some level, I think, right? Mm. Or at least it, it, it interprets depression in like a different way or, you know, drug abuse, you know, what have you, et cetera. And like, I keep thinking of just like, the the show's sort of timeline and just like Lane's room and it's sort of becoming like slowly and slowly like more kind of over consumed with like computer parts and just like how much it sort of like just come you know like a tech cave like a tech cave and it just becomes like this like kind of like mire of just stuff and and technology and it's like and I I don't know that's it's it's like it's like a visual representation of just like how this fucking year has felt where it's just yeah, like a weird parallel. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I don't know. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> I mean, beginning of the fuck every episode, it's like, you have that voiceover that's like present day, present time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like weirdly kind of, uh, effective in that sense too. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, um, I, I really like, I, I just want to watch it again and, and, and kind of dig deeper into it and, you know, all of that. And it's, uh, you know, could have easily switched a paranoid agent or perfect blue or even galleon, but, yeah. um, well, there's like the hits and then there's like shit that affected you. Right. And I feel like for me, it was fruits basket for you. It was, it was, it was like experiments. It was like a seed, yeah. you know, like I think, I think after, I think like the episode we did about it, I was sort of like, yeah, it was really good, you know, <laughs> but I don't think I loved it. But like, you know, every every fucking day since then, I've I've been thinking about it. You know, like yeah. I've, <laughs> I, it it really is like just something I, I think about a lot, and and I just like wanna. There's some there is media that affects us. Yeah. <laughs> there are stories that affect us. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think I I think I think both of our number ones really show off our core sort of like the things that affect us, I guess. Yeah. Or the things like we really like. And I think, and you know, weirdly they affected us. I, I think it's funny that they both sort of landed low on our other respective lists. Yeah. Which I think is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> it's it's because of the nostalgia seed. It's so important to what anime people like. Yeah. 
there is the seed of nostalgia and the things that 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 root from that core of nostalgia. And both of our, uh, our the seeds of those for us are, are just way different. Yeah. And it would be different for anybody. Yeah. And I think everybody's got that one that they kind of just like hold a little higher. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, but I, I and, and I think that they both affected us, you know, especially during this time. Totally. In a, in a, in a really weird and unexpected way. And I think that. It's been a fucking journey with yeah. all of you and I am with you, John. Yeah. To watch all of this crazy shit that we never would have watched otherwise. Yeah. In, in this very homework style fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're going to keep doing it. No episode next week because Merry Christmas. Because Merry Christmas have some you filthy animal. Have some <laughs> time alone or time with your family or whatever you do. Take, take a week off if you can. Yeah. And just try to be thankful. It's weird, but you got to just like try to be thankful once a year for all this shit that went down. Good and bad. I'm, I'm only thankful for the bad shit. <laughs> and then we'll be back the following week for like one more little roundup episode. And then back into it. This and been, then we'll watch some more anime. It's been a little bit of a month off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, listen, even if you love anime, it's fucking exhausting to watch this much anime. Yeah. And it's it's hard to give it its due after all of this time. And so sorry, this is like a double-decker episode, but, but this won't... is what we were feeling tonight. So I love you, John. I love you too. And I love all of you. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, Happy December. December to December. December to December, and we'll see you next year. See you next year. Uh, See you later. Bye.